Welcome to a raw nerve Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by two guys who are looking on at the first family of football as we watch a legacy come to an end, a sunset on a momentous career. What's up, Chuck and Gene? Uh, thank you, John Facenda. And oh, Lord, the commentary this evening. And just so you know, this is the end of the Manning family. Uh, they will all be summarily executed in the link parking lot. I'm Chuck Siders. You can find me at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And if this is the last you hear from me, it's because I'm asleep. <laughs> uh, my name's Gene Zelak. You can find me on Twitter at producer Gene and I'm Anastasia Manning, the lost Manning princess. So <laughs> heir to the Manning fortune and uh, actually an offensive lineman, strangely enough. <laughs> well, uh, wow. What a weird night. Super weird. One of the weirdest games I've seen in a while. I mean, let's just start at the beginning. I hated every second of the first half of this football game. I, I, there was no joy. It was miserable. The broadcast looks miserable. The crowd was not into it. It was raining. We were playing awful. Doug was doing Doug things and not in a good way. Take it away, guys. Yeah, the only thing I might take issue with is I don't know if it was just the first half because I think I extended into the third quarter to some extent. But oh man, the first half was miserable. I don't know what absolutely miserable. What possibly could have happened in the last two weeks that would have made this? Even if they had won <laughs> last week against the Dolphins, I don't know that you would have had an energetic crowd. I mean, unless they had beat them like ninety to nothing. Like I, I honestly don't know that this this city has any faith. Faith is maybe not the right word, but they, they don't have any passion for this team right now because they are, they are so lackluster. And to no, come if out- they came out like gangbusters and won this game like 37-10 and were like, let's roll. Yeah, maybe. I would have a completely different feeling than but I do right is now. Is there anything about this Eagles team that gives you any belief that they have a, a gangbusters performance left in them? Yeah, yeah you know what? A couple of guys showed me something today. A couple of guys showed... I mean, Boston Scott showed me something today. That dude's got some heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, played hard. Ne- never... I mean, there's a couple of guys that, especially on the defense, that were just like, whatever, yeah. going into the third quarter. But I, 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 I got behind... Some guys today that I haven't had an opportunity to get behind before. I got behind Boston Scott. I got behind J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Well, I'm glad that you got behind him because that's probably the last you'll see him. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) I got behind Sidney Jones for one play. Yeah. So, you know, I got behind Carson Wentz today. I mean, you got to give that guy credit. Mm Mm-hmm. For a 14, you know, 17, what were we down? 17-3. 17-3, yeah. Come back with nothing. I mean, he had nothing. And for as 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 good as he looked during the comeback, he looked just as bad in the first half. So he's part of his own self-fulfilling prophecy here. 
So do you do you think that there was an adjustment at halftime, or do you think this is just literally the definition of we're going to pull up our jocks, we're going to we're going to check ourselves, we're going to play like professionals, and we are a better team, and we have got to figure out a way to win this game? Or do you think that there was an adjustment? I, I think it was blind squirrel finds a nut, and that nut's name is Boston Scott, and. You know, they had some production out of him earlier in the game, you know, where we get these dribs and drabs, you know, between him and Sanders of getting like almost five yards of carry, but it was five yards on first down, uh, incomplete, incomplete punt or incomplete, incomplete Gofford on fourth for some unknown reason. And then in the third quarter, it was just like, hey, I have a crazy idea. Let's hand it to Boston Scott again. <laughs> and then they did that for a while and then they threw it to him and then they threw short passes to uh Ertz and uh one to Goddard as well and it was I, I think it was an adjustment on the fly I didn't see it coming out of halftime but I, I'll give Doug the smallest bit of credit for you know, not completely rejecting what he saw in front of him. Um, there's a lot of blame that can go to Doug. You know, he he set Carson up to fail uh, early in the, the third quarter, I'd say, where he had open passes. But why are you calling passing plays when you have no wide receivers in ugly weather? You know, how many how many balls bounced off guys' hands? And then... All of a sudden, we shortened up the passing game and brought in a running game. And Carson was rolling out of the pocket, and it was a completely different team. It was night and day. We have an episode called Play the Bongos, Doug. And what that's about is Doug trying to do things even though injuries and personnel has has taken away his ability to do that because you know he cut off all his fingers and he still insists he can play the piano. Well, now it's like, now he got his hands cut off. I mean, we're we're out there with who? At one point, our only healthy receiver was Greg Ward. Yeah, and and that was when we were trying to win the game. Yeah, Greg Ward and three tight ends. And I, I mean, that's not even like Gladys Knight and the Pips. This is no. like, this is like a Pip, and um, your high school glee club. You, literally, your only play calling option is the big dudes block for the little dudes. Like that's literally the only thing you can do. You cannot throw the ball downfield. You can't, you, you have, I mean, other than the fact that you do have tight ends that kind of have the makeup of a, of a receiver, but honestly it, it, in, in the position that you are, your best bet was exactly what they did throw screen passes and hope that you can get Josh Perkins out far enough that he can he can maybe throw a block against right but they were able to throw some medium range routes but it's all thanks to boston scott right if boston scott wasn't doing what he was doing none of that opens up and i think and I, I said in the chat i think i said to chuck i i i thought that if and, and i meant this to to kind of in a, in a sarcastic way the giants were so ripe to get picked over the top you could see they were creeping and creeping and creeping. Thankfully, Doug came to the realization, we don't have anybody that can take a shot. We just have to keep doing what we're doing. Um, the only time they took that shot, they were they were hoping for that, that pass interference call. And let me just ask you guys, 
did I miss something? Do the Eagles not have that guy that's in the in the booth that watches the the broadcast to say yay or nay on a on a on a on a uh, on a review? And if you are that guy and that's what you get paid for, how do you say Doug review that play if you know the rule is if another receiver touches the ball, it negates any pass interference behind him. Um. Yeah, I'm sure the Eagles have somebody there, or well, or they did. They're probably looking for a new one. Um, I just think Doug's gonna Doug. Yeah, but that call came in so late. Yeah, it wasn't like true. the Eagles immediately challenged. Somebody said, "Yeah, we're good, man." Challenge that, and we all saw it got tipped. You know, in the moment, I wasn't thinking, "Oh, that negates any pass interference call," but well, I didn't. You know don't get exactly pay- where they're, and and you don't get paid to know that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Doug was just in full desperation mode today, yeah. and uh, it, it started out early when we went for a fourth and a real long one uh, on our own side of the fifty. That that gave us some pretty difficult field position early on. Um, you know, that that play challenging that it, it got so bad that I, I honestly thought he was going to bench Carson at some point. And I kind of thought that at that point, the only thing they could do to try to inspire some sort of a of a rally would be to get a guy who felt like he had something to prove. It just felt like Carson Wentz's confidence was completely shot at one point. And and maybe this is what he's finally showed me is that there is kind of that that it factor somewhere in there that he can kind of recapture. Um because I really believe that the the only way that we were going to have any shot at winning this game was to bring in Nate Sudfeld just as a, you know, that that scrappy new quarterback energy. You know, everybody talks about new relationship energy. I'm talking about new QB energy. <laughs> yeah, not because I think Carson was, uh, a war, you know, there was a better option on the bench. It was just it needed a different flavor. Yeah, it's the same mentality behind pulling a goalie um, to change up the energy to to wake up the team even when the goalie's not the one responsible for the bad goals and you know it's been what two years since Carson showed us that he can be that dynamic quarterback you know he he had moments last year but last year was all defined by injury year before that you know that was an MVP season ended by injury and it's been about you know two calendar years since he went out with that injury, probably a little bit more than that. And the end of this game, you know, the the way he managed that team and that hurry up kind of offense, that looked like the Carson Wentz that we all know, well, that we all love, <laughs> that we may have forgotten that we've known, but that was looks like the Carson Wentz we all love. And now how do you repeat it? You know, talking about, you know, taking a sort of temperature, you know, after this game, you know, how do you feel? Just like you said at the top of the show, Dave, I feel weird. I don't know what to do with this. I don't (laughs) know. Weird. Let's get weird. Um, (laughs) It's after midnight. Uh, So happy birthday to uh, to my son. Uh, He just turned uh, five uh, at this moment. And let's hope he's actually asleep but (laughs) but i don't know what to make of this game i knew what to make of it when we were blowing it 
I was just like, blow up the damn team. You can fire anybody you want. I don't care. And then after the way it ended, I'm optimistic-ish. I don't, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to expect next week. Well, that performance against 28 other teams in the NFL doesn't get it done. No, no. It doesn't get it done against the Dolphins last week, clearly. No, but it maybe could have got it done against the Bengals. We didn't see that performance against the Dolphins. And maybe it's just because, well, the Dolphins are slightly less horrible than the well, Giants. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Is that because against the Dolphins, we had a bunch of dogs playing uh, like Nelson Aguilar and, uh, and Alshon Jeffrey? I mean, are these guys? Would we? Are we just better off with Greg Ward and Arthega? <laughs> Maybe it was hungry dogs run faster. I heard hungry that dog, somewhere. Hungry dogs run faster, and town evaluation runs pretty darn fast too. I thought it was a really interesting comment from awful comments. Anybody runs faster than Alshon. Yeah, <laughs> but they're like, oh, the young guys that the Eagles are counting on, you know, this player ha- only had this many touches and, and Greg Ward only had this many touches and Boston Scott only had 11 touches all season and they're doing all this tonight. Isn't it amazing? And my thought is maybe they should have been getting more touches. Like maybe this isn't like, oh, what a great, you know, you know, rising to the occasion, but maybe we had you know, definitely with Boston Scott, I don't know with anybody else, but definitely with Boston Scott, maybe we had some real talent sitting there going like, hey, you know, put me in, coach. Give me the ball. Yeah, yeah, sure thing. You know, it's – I mean, maybe get him a couple of weeks of practice with uh, first-team reps. Yeah. In pads. <laughs> so do we know if we're getting any of the uh, these injuries healed up? Do do Are we going to have – at least two healthy wide receivers uh, next week against the Redskins. Uh, do we have any reports on uh, Lane Johnson? Because of uh, of the of the injuries, that's the one that concerns me the most. Uh, clearly, we don't need wide receivers. It, Greg Ward is the only one that can. Get <laughs> I don't open know. Anywhere. Clearly, Gene. Clearly, <laughs> is pretty strong. <laughs> We're above wide receivers. Let the, let those plebes in the AFC have wide receivers. <laughs> we'll get some of those next year. <laughs> but yeah, I have no idea about the injuries yet. And the Lane Johnson one is is uh, pretty concerning. Um, who who that, came in to who came in to relieve him? B- Big V. I think V slid over because I think he was already in in some capacity, wasn't he? Or Halapulivati. Because it was not Dillard. It was not Dillard. So I don't. No. I, I'm not sure who it was. It must have been V, and then they must have they must have put in uh, the extra no. guard. Dillard's uh, writing a uh, research paper with his left hand currently. <laughs> but yeah, I mean this this what I what do I make of this? Well, uh, like Chuck said, I knew what to do to make when when this was was going to be us blowing it. But uh, you know, the good thing, the good news is Chuck, we have an opportunity next week to blow it again, so we don't have to necessarily shelve all those notes. Um, <laughs> to to listen to the way the broadcast was talking about the NFC East, and I, you know, generally I, I like to uh, to have some pride in playing in the NFC East, but man, it is really hard to have any pride in this division right now. Uh, the, it's 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 awful to think that somebody's going to come out could possibly come out of this uh, 
division with a with not a winning record to be below to be a seven and nine team out of the NFCs. It it seems un-American, frankly. Um, uh, I mean, look, we honestly sat here uh, probably about three. I don't know if it was was it three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago, and uh, coming off of a Seahawks loss uh, that felt like well. If we got a home playoff game and they came here again, yeah, give us a puncher's chance. As far as the Seattle Seahawks, yes. And then we actually saw them lose this week to the Rams, which gives me optimism that the Cowboys could lose again because they still have the Rams. Uh, they have the Rams next week before they play us. Is uh, there any scenario where we lose to the Cowboys but still win the division? I think we have to – I don't. I don't know. I think they have to lose every game but the one to us, and we have to win every game but the game against them. Right, so they would have to lose. Who does, who's their last game against? The the Redskins, isn't it? So they have the Redskins, and we have the Giants that week. Yeah. Great. Um, God, that's that's kind of a brutal hand to have to play. So if the Cowboys lose, if the Cowboys lose this coming week against the Rams, yeah. We're we're watching week seventeen no matter what. Right. Yeah. Ooh. That'll be That'll be what'll happen. <laughs> that'll be another win against the Redskins. That'll be another weird day. Yeah, or we both <laughs> or or both of us lose and then you know. The the one scenario I was really dreading tonight was a tie. Like I have no idea what the math <laughs> does with a tie. It wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibility, I could tell you that much. Uh I will say Thank God Doug did not go for any two-point conversions at any point during this game. Yeah, no, he made – and and we definitely thought there was an opportunity there when they went to uh, – when they, they went – they were at nine and they were like, eh, should we just kick it? And it looked like Doug held up two fingers – and then I guess something must have changed his mind, and he and he pulled a pulled the squad back, or maybe that two meant something. Yeah, maybe else. Mike Gross said, "Doug, are you actively trying to get me fired?" <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have hated going for two there, just because that means uh, I I prefer going for one, but it wouldn't have been the craziest thing he did tonight. Well then, you, I mean, then you're in favor of it every other time you did it. Then, right? What going for two when down fourteen? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Man. All right. So I mean, so long as you're consistent with it, I guess it's fine. the The thing with that is you have to do it every time because it's a percentage based right play that'll yeah. work out in the long run. Right. And I and I agree with that. I do. yeah. It's like you know your negative progression blackjack. So uh, last night, I don't have a problem last totally night uh, or this morning, depending on or Monday morning, depending on when you listened. Uh, I went out on a limb and put Eli Manning in the penalty box. Uh, anybody think I should apologize for that? Do I owe Eli an apology? Did he play? It's you know, did he well, wait a second? You put Eli in the penalty box. I put I put people who were afraid of Eli in the penalty box. Let me yeah, yeah, yeah. restate. Yeah, you do, don't need to apologize. Do so. I? I don't know any of those people an, an apology. They no, you think you're they right. overreacted. I, I thought I was right. Too. I, I, it is weird though that Eli didn't throw any interceptions. You know, did did Carson Wentz throw an interception? Did, was there were there any turnovers in this game? Wentz fumbled. Oh, yeah. Wentz fumbled. Well, he's good for one of those a game. But it was going to be a turnover and downs anyway. Yeah. Well, then that's fine. And I was uh, pinning our hopes of a comeback on a Eli Manning interception. He did throw some freaking blind ducks up there, though. Oh, yeah. 
no Eli face. No, but there were definitely some shots of uh, Giants fans doing their best Eli face impression. And a partially obscured uh, Peyton Manning face. Oh, when we were overlooking the first family of football <laughs> through a misty Philly night. <laughs> it's, is, it, is it remotely interesting? Shut up. Interesting that, like, there I must hate have, the Mannings. There must have been some sort of production meeting when they were like, listen, guys, we're going to focus on the Mannings. Like, I. Like, do you feel like that was the storyline going into this game? Was that Eli? Like, it, to me, it, that it moved the needle exactly zero. Yeah, they even had the conversation of, we guess Eli is a Hall of Famer. Those two Super Bowls do it. And I, I don't know. I I have a begrudging, you know, fondness for Eli because he's just so goofy looking. And like... Goofy dudes unite? <laughs> Yes, Goofy Dudes Unite, but it seemed like he just kind of, you know, farce gumped his way into a couple Super Bowl victories, and it's I didn't feel like it needed to be the celebration of the storied career of Eli Manning. I think it, if they wanted to do, yep, Eli played another game, we didn't think that was going to happen, but here's all the things we didn't think would happen in Eli's career. I mean, none of this is about Eli. Like, fuck Eli. Like, the the only reason he's out there is because Daniel Jones got hurt. So, whatever, man. Eli, he just got put out there by default as a sacrificial lamb for a team that just keeps losing week after week after week. Screw Eli. There's no, like, career resurrection. No one cares. No one gives a damn. New York doesn't think that anything is going to happen with this. It's just... Eli playing a game and he's all old and stuff and not good anymore. So like whatever with Eli. And even if he had come out of retirement or anything, although he should have, he should have retired about three years ago. (laughs) But even if Eli had won, does it change his legacy against the Eagles? No, no. You know, he would admit that, you know, it's, it would have, if Eli had won, be honest, what are we talking about? The Eagles would have lost. That would have been, it would have been what a miraculous victory by Eli Manning would have been. I can't believe the Eagles blew another incredibly winnable game. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of making me more like, why, why did it have to come to this? Why did Jake Elliott miss that field goal and rob me of another 15 minutes of sleep tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel I don't I'm not angry at that because the conditions were pretty damn crappy out tonight. You know, so I I can't be too mad I at Jake Elliott from my place kicker. Yeah. <laughs> For the next 4 years. I demand it. <laughs> All right, what else? Anything else happened tonight we need to talk about? Well, can we just for one second cuz we didn't properly take any joy in this yesterday can we just talk about how sort of nice it is that the cowboys are at least equally as big a dumpster fire as we are (laughs) well did you hear the the jerry jones radio appearance no no no. so he gets on the radio it's basically the equivalent of uh doug going on wip every week or whatever and he he gets on and um they're like are you like a real run-of-the-mill question. It was like, well, 
you know, are you disappointed? Like, do you, or do you, or do you feel like slightly embarrassed with the way the team's playing right now or something like that? And Jerry gets all like super, like, all right, all right. You look, look, look listen here, listen here. We're not going to, we're not going to go down this road. Like, you're not going to talk to me like that kind of, I don't know. <laughs> like you can just tell he's, he's in yeah. a state right now. And also, he's the kind of guy that probably utters a phrase, you're not going to talk to me like that. Like, yeah, it was like, I come on here every week, and, you know, we do this, and, and you know, you're not going to you're not gonna talk to me like, yeah, exactly. It was, well, I don't know. Why it just that nice comes out in a fit. I imagine that comes out in the Wendy's drive through <laughs> for him. It's like, uh, sir, we're, we're all out of uh, Frosties. <laughs> you're not going to talk to me like that. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Polish my glasses. <laughs> so will this uh up uh, let's 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 looking forward just a, yeah, a little bit yeah. and, and not to look past the redskins you can't look past anybody but let's say next week we beat the redskins dallas somehow beats the rams what do you believe your level of anticipation for that dallas game will be do you think it will be the all-time hyped I've ever been for a Dallas game or um, please God, somebody win and have it not end in a tie. I would put it. Go ahead, Chuck. I was going to say, it won't be hype. Hype implies joy. Uh, it's going to be bitter anticipation. And I will desperately want the Eagles to win. I will desperately want the Eagles to win just so Dallas doesn't. Um. So I think anxiety and anticipation will be quite high. Hype will not be. It's not going to be like, fly, Eagles, fly. It's like, just don't fuck this up. I would put it on par with like, um, hmm. let's let's put it on the level of a regular season Sixers-Celtics game for me. Oh. Yeah. Like, I'll be interested in watching it, and I'll be really excited, and I really hope we win. Um but I'm, I'm, you know, it won't be life or death for me because I don't know. Like the Eagles have just sucked all of my enthusiasm out. Like I'm a vamp, like I'm a vampire or something. Football, like I'm a zombie football fan right now. <laughs> like I, I cannot get fired up. I cannot. Like I try. I, I really want to. And normally, uh, an Eagles Giants game that goes to overtime, I would be on the edge of my seat, screaming, cursing, pacing back and forth. But I just watched this game with a calm that was weird. I, I was right there with you regarding this game. When it went to overtime, I was, don't don't be long overtime. Let us win. You know, but I wasn't hyped. I wasn't pacing. I wasn't nervous. I just wanted a merciful end. But Gene, you know, given that scenario you described, how would you be feeling, you know, in that hypothetical eight and seven? As know, the biggest Dallas hater of the three of us, yeah. probably. Battle, Sorry, seven, uh, battle, seven. battle of yeah. the seven and seven Titans. Um, yeah. uh, I'll tell you, and and that that really is the thing right now is that will be the season for me. Just eliminating Dallas. And like putting that final nail in what is going to be such a bloodletting this offseason because Jerry Jones has already had it 
And if we could be the reason that he finally burst that gasket in his small pea brain, um, like that would bring me a, that would bring me that thing called joy. I, I believe that I could <laughs> find the feeling again to watch Jerry Jones implode. Uh, and still if have to play a game the Cowboys, next week. I will be fired up. I will be, especially if it's a matter of like, and it got us into the playoff, like we eliminated them. And then like, it's all gravy from there. It's all no matter gravy what from the there. Cowboys do, they have our number. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing that drives me absolutely bonkers. Um, so I, I would, re especially this is going to be in Philadelphia. It's going to be at home. Um, y you just want to, to show some, if there's anything you can possibly get uh, alive for this, this team just needs to do this this one thing for me, just to salvage some some pride out of this year. Um, yeah, like if Parson wants to ingratiate himself again, please just come that's out. That's a must-win right there. That's the thing. The old lady at the Mayfair Diner. You can lose all the other <laughs> games, but you have to beat Dallas twice. And in this case, you just got to beat them once. Uh, you know, yeah. and then and then we'll have we'll have uh, we'll have uh, Seattle come in and maybe, you know, we'll lose, you know, late in the game or, or whatever is going to happen. Greg, Greg Ward and the three tight ends will, will, will take the show on the road. But Gene, what is the old lady at the Mayfair diner? What's her regular meal? Do you oh, think? she's a shit on a shingle, I think. A hundred percent. She's week? a shit on a single and black shit on a shingle, black coffee, and she only drinks half of it. I don't want that much caffeine, sweetheart. <laughs> she puts your cigarette out in the other half, and exactly. every week they have to tell She's her she the can't only do one that. they don't give shit for still smoking inside. Yep. Oh boy, I love it. Love it. But please, God, have that game between us and Dallas mean something, and please, God, let the Eagles win. That's that's I all just, I want. Uh... That's it. And then we should get a ring for that, as far as I'm concerned. So the way, the way you described it as if we win that, everything else will be gravy. Not only will everything else be gravy, I'm going to pass on the gravy. It's going to be like, woohoo, great win. And no, thank you on the gravy. I don't need it. I don't care. <laughs> and if the Eagles, you know, this is just so weird because they did talk about, again, more weirdness. They did talk about it on the broadcast. If the Eagles win that week, they rest all of their starters in week 17. Yeah, as if there's the hell as if there's some record division champion gets to sit all their starters in week 17 while whatever the, the Seahawks or whatever are playing some sort of bloodbath game over on the West Coast. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy scenario because and then we get a home game. It's in, it's insane the way that this season could could kind of pan out and. The Eagles are a much better home team than road team. It, it the the amount of of oddball stuff that could happen, and then we could see a rematch between us and the Packers if if things go go the way that they could. We could be a rematch between us and the Vikings. There would be that could be a really fun game. Or a rematch least. between us and the Saints. Yeah, well, I, I actually don't want that one. <laughs> well, Maybe that can't, and that can't happen in the first the round because the Saints have already clinched their division. So we, we that we know can't happen, and at least not at the link. Well, Oh, why wouldn't it? Because they already won their division. So in the first oh, round, they, they would, would play. What do you? So they're the top seed. They, they, they have. They potentially could be the top seed. The 49ers, I think, they have an even. I think they have an equal record. I think they're both at three losses. So one of them will be the one and two. But they're neither one of those teams. I don't think is going to be playing the first week. Oh, we would be the division champ. Right? So we would so play the Gene's presuming we don't get out of the first round. So we oh. are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, talking I'm about at least after saying that we, we beat someone. Yeah, well, I mean, if we did, then then you know. All. I mean, you got to think home game after a bye week, and you're playing the lowest uh, wild card team. Well, not necessarily. Oh, did they reseed? I thought it was. We would the... be the worst division winner. Right, but the other. Oh, right, right, because there's two division winners and then two the wild card teams. Right. I remember. I still think it's 1989, and there's only three divisions. Right. <laughs> I know you do. It's cool. And the the Saints <laughs> are still in the West. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? Any final thoughts? Uh, I've warmed up to the all black uniforms. <laughs> it, it took like a decade and a half, but they're okay. They're only, yeah. not, I feel like you can only wear them at night. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. only good on Monday night games. Honestly. Like Batman. <laughs> it's like 11 <laughs> Batman. Because <laughs> our, uh, our color rush uniform is our all white uniform, which is like, as far as I'm concerned, if it's not Coy Detmer wearing it, it ain't it ain't right. <laughs> it needs a throat beard and a cock slap or else that uniform is not complete. That's right. No, that's oh. that's always going to be the all white uniform is always going to be that game. I say uh, a throat beard and a cock slap is where we end the show. Yep. <laughs> it's not all the right, title, everybody. though. The title of the episode is going to be raw nerve. Greg Ward and the th- and the t- is it Greg Ward and the tight ends? Greg Ward and yeah, three I guess, tight ends? Yeah, I guess, yeah. All right, well, we've workshopped it, so Greg Ward and three tight ends. That's, yeah. That's uh, the, that's all the right, show so congratulations uh, to all of Philadelphia for your uh, first place Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, we are going to be back with you next Monday where we're going to recap the Eagles-Redskins game. We got a, a fun week uh, with the Sixers that includes a Celtics matchup. Uh, we got a, a, a really tough uh, road trip to recap with the Flyers, and, and we're going to cover it all here. So until then, if you haven't done so already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great day at work, everybody. We're out of here.